step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Aesthetic Insider Radio. This is your host, Angela O'Mara. One of the things that is really interesting to me about aesthetic surgery and its procedures is truly the need for great pre- and post-operative care because as, as many of our listeners will agree, I'm sure, is how the patient recovers from a procedure and what happens within the first 24 hours following any kind of a medical procedure is really important to the end result. Today we have Amanda Ritchie and Michael Freyer co-founders of Overnight RN, a new post-operative nursing company that really seems to be enhancing surgical results and a doctor's reputation. Amanda, Michael, welcome to Aesthetic Insider. It's a pleasure to have you both on the show today. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, Amanda, my, my, you know, I know your medical background is you yourself are a registered nurse, you've had just, you know, tons of experience, you know, in the medical community, you're based in the San Francisco Bay Area with lots of connections to many plastic and cosmetic surgeons. Um, What inspired you to start Overnight RN? Well, I guess the the best way to kind of explain that is just to tell you a little bit of background about myself is I've been a nurse for 10 years, actually. And I've been working in an area always involving surgery. I've primarily been a nurse in the post-anesthesia recovery unit. Uh, Just a little more background. I started my career as a nurse in the U.S. Navy, and then I worked at UCLA Medical Center. I've worked at Stanford. I've worked at Kaiser. I've worked with Sutter Health. I've worked at at a vast array of places, and I found that there's always been a common theme the patients don't feel ready to go home following outpatient surgery. And most people come into surgery thinking that the hard part is over when they've made it to the surgery center or the hospital, and they can go into kind of an autopilot and let the professionals take over. And I've seen firsthand that the hard part has actually just begun when they reach the surgery center or hospital. I think that whether we're having surgery on our hearts or our noses, there are going to be considerable risks, and these risks are going to be symptom, are not going to be symptom or effects free. Often my patients have asked, even begged me to go home with, with them, which is actually kind of crazy. I, I'm always shocked when, when they come into surgery and they expect their nurse to go home with them and continue the care. And I think that, that basically as cheesy as it sounds, I would let the patients know, no, I, you know, I don't need to go home with you. You're ready to go home with you. You're ready to go home by yourself. You have your responsible adult with you. You guys are prepared. You've been preparing for this moment. And, you know, my patients are ready to be discharged, and that's the truth. I wouldn't let them leave the recovery room if they weren't. But that doesn't mean that they are completely independent and back on their feet again. Of course it. Of course they're not. They're, you know, they're, they're going to need assistance. And one day someone was asking me to go home with them. I thought to myself, 
well, you know what? Why can't I be the nurse that goes home with them? Why can't they have a nurse? Why is it, why is it our practice to have outpatient surgery and send people home with a responsible adult and just, you know, hope we've given them all the information without being able to guarantee it? And that's where I got the idea for Overnight RN, um, placing a nurse in the home to answer all of the questions and to intercept a lot of the patient's um, doctor um, communications and just place an extra knowing, knowing mind in there. Yeah, that's just, it's really quite fascinating. And it's interesting when you say, you know, that the patient kind of wakes up from anesthesia and then is, is, is saying, oh, I, I love you. Are you coming home with me now? Because obviously they feel safe and, and they feel vulnerable at that moment, I would imagine. Um, so what a great idea. I mean, that you, you now have, you know, yourself and your team able to, um, you know, help them through that journey. Michael, I have a question for you. Um, you know, because Amanda does say, you know, that obviously, you know, there are patients going home, you know, some go home, you know, perhaps with a family member um, or a friend to take care of them. But, you know, in the in the, the research and the studies, you know, that you have done obviously to um, create, you know, this, this enterprise, um, what would you say approximately is the percentage of patients that actually go to an empty home with no aftercare following surgery? Well, there's no uh, discrete figure on that, but I can tell you what it should be. That is zero. Actually, it's a requirement that if you have outpatient surgery or any kind of surgery at all and you go home, there should be a responsible adult with you following that surgery. Uh, and there's very good accrediting standards that set that requirement. So, for example, the American Association for Accreditation of Ambulatory Surgery Facilities lists a minimum of 12 to 24 hours of support from that responsible adult, depending on the procedure that you went through or the anesthetics that were used during that procedure. Now, this actually leads to a lot of cancellations and last-minute problems in surgery centers because, you know, as you can imagine, people might have, uh, might have family members that drop out or can't come last minute or uh, cancel on them, or they might not be able to find anyone uh, in the first place, and that's why surgeons sometimes have to turn patients away or cancel surgery surgery last minute, and that's never a good thing. And, you know, it, it's interesting because it kind of makes it sound, um, from what you're saying, it, it, it's, it's pretty much a requirement and it's incumbent upon the, the medical practice to make sure that a, a patient does have a responsible adult, if not an RN, be with them for the first 24 hours. But then, you know, I don't kind of want to go into, you know, di- you know disastrous stories and incidents that have happened in the aesthetic industry, but... You know, I, I know off the top of my head of two such occurrences where patients did did not have somebody with them in the first 24 hours and both actually resulted in, you know, extremely a, a terrible situation um, for the doctor and the patient as, as well. Um, and those, you know, two very high-profile cases that made the news and, and that type of thing. And so... You know, I think, like you said, you know, perhaps it's a statistic that we don't have actual any anybody monitoring it, but we do know that in some cases it is actually happening and it's dangerous. Would you agree? That's yeah, that's absolutely right. And we all know that it does happen, but obviously it's reported because it shouldn't be happening. And and people do have that responsibility uh, responsibility to make sure that patients have proper care. But as you know, it, you know it happens, and when it does. It's not good. 
I think that the surgeons are taking on a lot of responsibility in regards to patient education. And I believe that the patients, I'm not sure, I'm not sure where the gap is, but there is, I've, I've had patients come in and they have, I've, I've heard what the surgeon has told them and I know the surgeon very well. And they'll come into the recovery room saying a quote from their surgeon. And I know that that surgeon would never say something like that. And patients just, there's something happening in the translation between the patient and the doctors. And we're, we're kind of, we're losing, we're losing the ability to kind of distinguish between what are the hard and fast rules that the doctors, that the doctors um, give the patients. And then what are the, what are the rules that we can, you know, kind of get away on? And one of those rules is that you have to have someone with you following surgery. That is just a fact. You cannot get away from that. Yeah, I think it's interesting too, in in especially in the aesthetic arena, in our you know aesthetic medicine, because I I do think there is still such a uh, a public um, opinion of. Well, it's just cosmetic surgery. You know, it's not brain surgery, it's not heart surgery, it's not life-threatening. It's just cosmetic surgery, and it's easy, you know. And 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 the fact is, it's surgery, no matter what kind of surgery it is, you know. And and any anything is an, uh, kind of an invasion on your body and needs expert medical care to see you all the way through. Um, do do you see that as as well on a patient level? You know, where again, it's not necessarily the physician's fault, but it's the opinion of the patient that, well, I'm just having my eyes done, or I'm just having, you know, my boobs done. Right. You know? People 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 see themselves as healthy individuals, and they they don't realize that when you have surgery, you're putting yourself at risk for certain situations to develop. And we do our best to prepare ourselves, and we. We do a lot of studying. We, we listen to what the doctors are saying, but that doesn't mean that, you know, we can hit every, hit every nail on the head and we can find, we can find out every, every thing of the information that we need before the surgery. Yeah. Amanda, I have a question that's kind of a twofold question here. And, and so the first question would be, in your opinion, you know, how long should an RN stay with a patient following a cosmetic surgery procedure and then given the the types of procedures like I just mentioned and I you know I'm having my eyes done or I'm having my boobs done which are just singular procedures whereas some procedures facelifts or breast and body work combined are more extensive procedures so a how long should a, an RN stay with a patient following a procedure and then do you recommend certain periods of time for certain procedures? Well, I think that I I, I want to make it clear that it's only a requirement for the um, surgeons that you have a responsible adult with you following outpatient surgery. There isn't a standard that says, I must have a nurse in my home following outpatient surgery, but there is a standard regarding a responsible adult. And surgeons should not be performing on patients who do not have someone to care for them following surgery. Using a nurse over the traditional responsible adult can make patients experience that much better because the nurses have the experience and medical know-how to maneuver through certain situations as they arise and answer any questions they may have. Whether it be 2 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., the patients would no longer have to worry about bothering their doctor in the middle of the night. And I think that um, it's up for debate. Every person, every surgery, every situation is different. 
Some people only need a registered nurse for the first four hours after surgery and can recover quickly. Other times, patients may want someone with them for up to 24 hours because the surgeons have placed drains or given the patient other immediate post-operative instructions that patients need help in maintaining. I have patients who have multiple procedures where they'll get a blepharoplasty, a facelift, a brow lift, and then they'll get fat transfers on top of that. And you know, all of those things add up and there's just, there's more things that the patients have to do at home that they could be forgetting, you know, they could be forgetting, you know, the importance of putting in eye drops after a blepharoplasty and keeping the eyes moist. They could be forgetting that the doctor told them to keep their laser um, covered with their, like, say if they get a CO2 laser, they need to keep that covered with a cream most likely for the first 24 hours and maybe even longer. It just really depends. And our nurses have that expertise where they can go where they can, where we can decide, you know, how long based on the procedures that you're having, how long you need care for. And we can do anywhere between four hours, six hours, eight hours, 12 hours, 24 hours. It just really depends on that patient. Okay, that's great. Yeah, you know, um, and I do, you know, you talk about having the expert care or, you know, it's a, a patient needs to have somebody with them at least for the first 24 hours, whether it's an RN or whether it's family. Um, but in the case of family, Michael, and this question is, is, is to you, is, you know, are there any possible complications that a family member or friend would have difficulty either identifying or managing, you know, any things that could occur in a patient that are really beyond the care of a non-expert RN? Absolutely. And, you know, I'm glad that you asked because we talk a lot about, you know, there is that responsible adult but we really don't think that is ever enough, especially in, in the first immediate uh, few hours after surgery. Uh, just to give you a little bit of a personal background, you know, I manage business operations over overnight RN, and I've learned a lot about uh, post-operative care through that, obviously. But I'm still not a trained medical professional, and, you know, and neither is your Uncle Bob or your neighbor, Susie, or whoever it might be. You know. We can't look at... Uh, where they're swelling and say, you know what, that's okay, that's normal, or that could really turn into a problem or it could turn into a hematoma. But you know who does? It's Amanda, and she's really sitting right across the room from me right now, and if you get out of surgery, you want her sitting across the room from you and not your family member or me. Yeah, and then, you know, I what about, um, like, in terms of, uh, you know, like obviously there are things that, you know, with a, a, a non-medical expert, you know, I, I, I mean, I could look at somebody and say, oh, well, that swelling is normal. I mean, the doctor said you will swell after surgery. So what's normal and then what's a wound getting infected and swelling? You know, <laughs> I don't know that I would know the difference. Um, um, you know, are there any, you know, incidents that, that have occurred that you know of, you know, where kind of after the fact, the family member is like, God, you know, we should have called earlier. We, you know, we just thought that was normal. Absolutely, yeah. Amanda actually had a case like that in her family recently. Um, yeah, I think that, like, complications can be hard to identify. I actually have a, a, a family member develop pneumonia um, following surgery, and if if she had if she had spoken to me, I could have probably if I, I could have talked to her and 
and seen kind of where things were going. I could have seen that the cough that she developed after surgery could have led to pneumonia. I could have encouraged her to do deep breathing. I could have encouraged her to drink a lot of water, walk around more. I could have... I could have intercepted um, before it turned into pneumonia, basically. And I think that just all the complications that are possible, you can't identify them all as a layman. You, you can't know them all. But you know what? I've been watching this stuff for 10 years, and I've been, I've been seeing what doctors do and say, and I've been learning firsthand what works on patients and what doesn't. You know, and I would think as well, kind of the other extreme um, is many patients, again, because, you know, they either don't realize, you know, or, or again, their family members, uh, it's it's a bigger complication or it can become a bigger complication than it currently is. Um, but then I think many patients are also afraid of bothering the doctor, you know, or hesitant to make a call with concern versus, oh, I'll just wait until my post-op appointment tomorrow afternoon. Um, do you find that there are those patients that are also kind of hesitant to be bothering the doctor at home after surgery? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, the same thought or the same mentality that makes some people say, you know, it's an elective procedure, it's an outpatient surgery, it can't really be that serious, right? That leads people to think, well, yes, I feel really nauseous right now, but I'm tough enough. I can pull through it. I decided to do this, and I'm going to go through with it. And hesitation in those cases where issues arise don't really serve anyone. That's why having a nurse there who can look at something and say, you know what, we need to address this in the following ways and take, uh, take steps A, B, and C to make sure that nothing further happens and that your recovery keeps going uh, well and smoothly, that's why that is important. Yeah, and I and I would think too is again because again talking of, of you know there's extremes in everything whether it's surgery whether it's patient reaction you know, um, you know but I you know I I I know firsthand I was at a holiday party um, last year with a plastic surgeon who had a very anxious patient who um, was basically calling about every 15 minutes on his cell phone that evening at, the, at his holiday party. <coughs> with concerns about things that really were normal healing, you know, and um, him, you know, taking the call and, and reassuring her and asking questions and send me pictures, you know, let me look and everything's fine, you know, I'll see you tomorrow morning, um, you know, that I would think if you have a an RN there with you during that, that recovery, that would kind of save some time on the surgeon from getting those anxious calls unnecessarily. I mean, it's a bit of a double-edged sword because, you know, obviously the surgeon wants to be notified immediately if there's a, an emergency, but then sometimes perhaps they're being taxed unnecessarily with an over-anxious patient. Um, do you ever, have you found that with any of your you know, practices that you've worked with, Amanda? Yeah, I've seen... I've seen, I mean, the surgeons, the surgeons are great. Don't get me wrong. They want to be there for their patients. I have surgeons who will hold their patient's hand the entire time they're being induced into anesthesia and they're there for their patients. But at the same time, they can't always be there and they need to, they need to educate and do preoperative teaching beforehand, and then they need to kind of let their patients take the reins and nurses are there 
to give those patients courage and give them um, that extra little boost saying, you know, you guys can do this. You know, this is what we've taught you. We can give them those reassuring words so that the doctors don't have to. You know, the patient the patient loads for doctors is intense. And our nurses would be working one-on-one with you directly after surgery. Now, you know, we have about um, 10 minutes left on the show, and so I do kind of want to go in a little bit more into how does overnight RN actually kind of work with a cosmetic surgery practice? Or, you know, how do you work with your customers? Right. Well, we provide uh, nurses to work directly under physicians' orders. And we realize it's really important for the surgeons that their aftercare plan is being followed. They They give the patients very lengthy discharge instructions. They give the nurses very lengthy discharge instructions. It is important that this stuff gets followed. And our nurses are trained in doing that. Um, When a surgeon recommends us to one of their patients, we offer a free consultation to learn what level of care is best for their specific needs. From there, we ask surgeons for specific notes on the scope of the procedure, details on anesthesia, and, of course, their care plan. We also get a background of the patients, you know, different medical issues that they may have because not everyone is perfectly healthy. Some people may have just hypertension. They might have a history of diabetes, and we can work with them to manage everyone's expectations and everyone's plan. Um, How would you say, Amanda, um, overnight, RN? I mean, because I I really understand the benefits to the patient tremendously, and and I... you know, I do understand the benefits to the surgeon, but I think there are, there are some benefits to surgeons that, that perhaps we haven't discussed yet. Right. I think that there's, a, you know, a myriad of ways that we can help surgeons. I actually just had an overnight case recently, and the patient told me that she, I think, went through about 10 plastic surgeons researching them and calling them and asking them questions, and she ended up sticking with that one doctor that understood the importance of post-operative aftercare. A lot of the surgeons were saying, oh, yeah, well, if you, you know, if you really don't feel comfortable going home with your responsible adult, I can just have my office staff go with you and, you know, get you settled in and everything. And I think that's a huge liability. And um, I believe she, she chose that surgeon based off of the post-operative care, right? And then she ended up going back and having another procedure done weeks later. I think 50% of um, plastic surgery patients um, go back to the same surgeon for another procedure. And she ended up doing that because she had such a positive post-operative experience. Well, that's great. Absolutely. Yeah, and then, Michael, perhaps from the business perspective, how – you know, if, if, if you know, perhaps as a plastic surgeon in the San Francisco Bay Area or, you know, um, you know as, as overnight ex- RN expands into other territories, you know, who says, you know, I would like to kind of engage this, the services of overnight RN, how do they go about doing that? So the first thing uh, people can do is, depending on, obviously, if there are patients for doctors, if there are doctors, it's important to reach out to us and just get to know us and learn about how we select our nurses and everything. So, you know, we realize that uh, surgeons are not going to send out any random nurse that they don't have confidence in their patients are paying a lot of money for a really important service, right? So we want to reach out to people and invite you to get to know us. 
because at the end of the day, you know, we have a lot to show and we think that we can bring tremendous value to you as well. Now, for the patient side, we want to invite you to reach out to our website or call us directly. Uh, you can find all our contact information at overnightrn.com. And from there, we offer free consultations if you want to come in and sit down with Amanda or one of our nurses to find out what we can do specifically for your procedure to make your healing the best that it can be. And then, and then this is kind of a question for both of them. Um, you know, does it make financial sense for a doctor to refer a patient to an overnight RN? Absolutely. You know, not directly in, in the sense of uh, payments that go to doctors or anything, but there is a direct dollar value that's to everything that we bring to the surgeons in terms of value as well. So, you know, we mentioned last-minute cancellations. If you have a patient who has a family member taking care of them or supposedly doing so and they cancel the last minute, well, that adds cost to your payroll and having to reschedule your nursing, your uh, staff, and, and reorganizing the operating room. Then in, in terms of the late-night phone calls, it's not just a burden when you have to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning to look at a text or a picture that a patient sent you. Your time is also valuable, and the more you can spend it either resting and getting ready for the next surgery, the next procedure, or running your practice, that's $4 in your pocket as well. And plastic surgery is a business that's going to be. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think as well, um, you know, in terms of... Um, like we've talked, I mean, the recovery obviously is 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 to me is is just as important as the surgery because if if something goes wrong in recovery, it kind of can undo all that wonderful work that that expert surgeon has has just performed. Um, you know, but I would imagine what's what is also important, and perhaps we can just talk about it for a moment or two, Amanda, because I know you know you've you've done and Michael a lot of of work into policies and procedures for the overnight RN nurses, um, you know, the vetting process of, you know, who can become part of the overnight RN team in terms of background. Um, so we have a few minutes left on the show. I think that, that would be really kind of reassuring to any physicians listening in to learn more about the background of, of the experts within your organization. Right. I can I can talk about that. The The nurses that we have are typically all either ICU trained or nurses that can do preoperative, intraoperative, and postoperative care. So they're they're very well rounded. They they do everything from preoperative education to postoperative education. They've they've answered you know questions from you know right before a patient goes into surgery to the questions that they have right before they go home. They've done the calls to the patients days later to make sure that everything at home has gone okay. These are nurses that have experience with having to think fast and to make it, you know big decisions because I think that when you know you know if, uh, for example a hematoma for a facelift might have a two to four percent chance of happening, but it you need to respond quickly, and I think that our nurses are very prepared, and and can manage themselves in a home where they don't have that extra support that a hospital nurse has. And they, they have, you know, worked in an ICU setting. These are nurses that, you know, have been in hospitals for a significant amount of time and are now, you know, taking extra shifts as a, you know, as a nurse at overnight RN. And, and they're, 
they're basically they're basically all you know expert trained nurses that can be there for anything. So bottom uh, line on on that whole note, you know they're not just the most competent caregivers uh, that we found and and researched and vetted in our own processes and then trained even further on enhanced postoperative uh, recovery trends. You know, they're also nurses that we found and selected because they're able to form positive and good relationships and good report with their patients. And being there for somebody not just as a, uh, as a medical caregiver, but also as a friend and as someone to lean on, that's important, especially for people who expect a certain level of service. And we, we think that plastic surgery patients tend to be that uh, uh, part of the populace. Yeah, and I, and I and I from what I understand is you know the goal of of overnight and of course is to improve surgical outcomes and advance the healing progress of patients, and uh, and kind of ease and and for safety issues for both doctors and patients alike. Um, my last question is is more to patients out there. How um, how does a person go about bucking an overnight RN with their cosmetic surgery procedure? Uh, to book an overnight RN, you can go to our website, www.overnightrn.com, and you can click our services and see what we offer. Um, our phone number is 415-365-0018, and you can call that number and speak to a representative about the care that we offer, and you can even um, book a consultation um, book your services, anything like that. So it's www.overnightrn.com, and the phone number is 415-365-0018. Great. Well, Amanda and Michael, thank you so much for being on Aesthetic Insider Radio. I think this was a great conversation. I would love to have one or both of you back on the show, perhaps to talk about, you know, a little bit more in depth on uh, on, on just how important post-operative nursing really is to the anesthetic patient. Would you like to be back on the show at some time in the future? Absolutely. It'd be a pleasure. And we also want to thank your listeners for tuning in and listening to us. We look forward to talking to you on a personal level, too. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much, and both have a wonderful day, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.